I'm your host, DJ Mitchell. Back again. Uh, Cecil is out. Uh, he's not feeling well, lost his voice. So I'm filling in today for a big Tuesday slate. Hope to do it justice. Um, Cecil does such an amazing job. But I'm going to get you as, as a little bit faster, hopefully, than normal when I have these big slates because I can ramble on. And I did on Monday. So I'm going to be a little bit more concise. So let's go game by game. I'm going to try to cover everything, as like I said, as quick as possible. Um, it is Monday right now at about 8 p.m. Eastern time. So I'm going to use what I have because there's a lot of back-to-backs. So we're going to start right away with Seattle at Boston. <clears throat> this is a game that I think that is probably feels ripe for the under, but I don't know how bullish I am on it. It, it definitely profiles to me as an under six, like one of my favorite bets, but goaltending has been really suspect for both teams. So it's hard for me to feel incredibly, incredibly confident on it. Um, that is definitely the case here, though. If Swayman, Olmark, Grubauer, Drieger, whoever's confirmed in net, if the two can play well enough, this game sets up really nicely to be a great under six bet. And I do think it might end up getting back to five and a half. So I might bet it now, but I'm not positive. Um, the Boston line, I think it'll move in favor of Boston overall. Don't really see much reason to believe that that, that Vegas is going to start to suddenly side with Seattle after, you know, not being very good this year. Um, I, I can't think of any news that could break that would change that unless it like somehow Schwartz came back, but I, I don't see how that's even possible at this point. I'm pretty sure he is at least a couple more weeks before he can even possibly come back. So I I'm leaning towards waiting till tomorrow and considering Seattle and the under five and a half, six um, as a bet, just to try to maximize the potential of this game. But it's a stay away from me in DFS. It's nothing I'm too bullish on in general. I think some people will talk themselves into Boston one, and it's just really, really expensive. I just don't really love this iteration of Boston. Um, they're a good team. They just got crushed by Dallas six to one. So I think that we might see Pasternak, Bergeron, and Marchand as they finish the game with, and that should stick again. And that might talk some people into it who think, well, maybe people won't play that, so I will. Uh, so I'm, I'm just not going to do it, though, and I really have no interest in Seattle. So under is probably my favorite thing from this game, and I'll see where the line gets to. If we end up getting Seattle at plus like 280, you know, 270, right now it's plus 215. I might consider it, but 215 is just not quite rich enough for my blood. The next game is Caps at Pens. Uh, everyone loves Crosby Ovechkin game. Penguins are favorites, and I think for good reason. Um, I, they're just an amazing team. Uh, they really run three very good lines. Um, there were a, a bunch of guys missing from practice, but they, they just didn't run a full practice on Monday. But I would expect pretty much the same team other than Heinen, who seemingly is questionable to out. Um, I probably won't end up being crazy high on the ownership in this game just because of how expensive it is to get these top pieces. Probably over 8K, is 8K Ovechkin, 8,900. I'm just, I'm not intrigued enough. I think that in, you know, certain scenarios, the Ovi Kuznetsov Wilson line could be somewhat unique and kind of cool because Tom Wilson top line, um, I think top power play as well, I could double check, is only 3,700, which makes it somewhat affordable, but I just like this Penn's team too much. And I think with Jari in, they are really quite a great team that could really make a run for it this year. Um, yeah, Jari wasn't great in his last time out against LA, so maybe it is the Smith and Net, which would be what would move the line and why I think right now it's at minus 155 for the Penguins. I think if we get news that Jari's out, it's probably going to swing a bit closer to the capital. So I'm not betting it right now because I don't know, and there's really no definite indication that makes me believe that it's one way or the other. So I'm probably just not betting this game right now. I might not bet it at all. It just doesn't feel like it has the most meat on the bone to me as something that I'm like, I got to get in on. 
I'd slightly lean the over, especially if the Smith is in net. But if it's Jari, you know, it's a toss up. I think it's going to be right around that six mark. And I really don't think I need to jam it in with this many games. We have so many options, you know, to, to make your big round robin that I don't think you need to get this incredibly high variance type of game in the mix. I'd like to be more intrigued to take an OV shot prop, maybe an OV point prop, if anything here, but nothing that is crazy standout in this game. I think it projects to be, I would put it at, you know, Pittsburgh is, is just right into the middle of the pack. Washington, a little bit above them as far as expected goals index over the past 10, but it's nothing jump off the page. Um, not my favorite game, probably not going to bet it. The next one is the one that I, I think stands out kind of the most as like I was a little bit shocked when I saw it, you know, Tampa minus 300 at home it's just really hard to bet against this lightning team. Um, they are a really, really good team. Um, they're pretty healthy again. So with all of that, uh, Kucherov has missed lately, but I believe this could be the first game potentially back. It, it wasn't confirmed, but we don't really know the rules right now. It's been, there'd be seven days, which I think as long as he's vaccinated, he can return. I don't know for sure. And there was no one, I looked through all the news and notes. I didn't find anything that directly said uh, if he'd be in or out, he didn't practice, but that doesn't mean he's not playing. Um, so we'll have to see about that. But with his absent, um, you know, point has been with Palat and Sorelli and then Stamkos with Kalorn and Joseph. I really do like that point Palat stack. It's pretty cheap here. I think Tampa is a really good way to get uh, kind of really good value per dollar in DraftKings. Um, and I think that you could even consider just player props here in your bets. Now, I don't love taking the shot props for Tampa because they're pretty hit or miss. But I do like the idea of a Palat goal. He hasn't scored in a couple games. He you know, had 23 minutes of ice time last time out, though. And I'm just willing to bet on him um, kind of without Kucherov in. I'm willing to bet on him to score because of that top power play, because of that usage that I just mentioned. I mean, that is really, really strong for a guy going against San Jose who can give up goals and touchdowns. So it feels to me like a good spot to get back on it. Um, so really is another guy that I think is worth at least consideration. He had some run with the top unit. Well, at least with Palat Point and Stamkos, who kind of just stayed out there the whole time um, for most of their run. Sergeyev actually led them in ice time for the entire game. He just edged out Hedman, really a ton of five on five minutes. So he could be a contrarian take here to put with your with your Tampa stack. Uh, he hit the blocks bonus the past two times out. So he's an interesting guy and maybe even a point prop guy. You think a guy getting 30 minutes of ice time almost for Tampa is just likely to luck into a point with how much, you know, great players they have with this team unless if they return someone that i'm not thinking of um that'd be like um uh, cernak or something again he was unavailable for the last game but he's kind of been on the questionable uh status for quite some time now so that would be the only thing that could possibly pop up but uh yeah other than that i feel pretty good about tampa in general in this game i just don't think that it's going to get to a point where i want to bet the sharks and I think the Sharks can score goals here. I don't like Timo Mayer is just on another planet this season. So I could talk myself into them, at least keeping it competitive, uh, which is why there's just not enough juice on that puck line. Minus 120, I'm not doing that. So probably stay away from the, the spreads in this one. And I like I think, I think I've kind of alluded to, I, I like the over okay at six. I think it, I think it's pretty decent value, but it's nothing that's breaking, you know, breaking the metrics like, well, I've got to jam it. But if like you gave me this game and you gave me the, the pit game at the same price, I like this game a lot more for upside. So I, I definitely think it's worth looking into and considering uh, in the mix. The next game is Florida on a back-to-back, -back, road back-to-back -back against New York. Uh, that game already has gone for, I think, six at the end of the first period. Florida's up four to two. And I do think that this line's probably going to move closer to Florida if they get the win. 
Um, they should have Spencer Knight in that if Bobrovsky started on Monday. So, you know, I'm not sure what that's going to mean exactly, but I kind of like the Rangers here. Okay. I, you know, depending on what the line gets to plus 125, I don't know if it's quite enough for me with how good Florida is in general to bet. But I, like I said, if Florida ends up really laying it down on Columbus and getting the win, you know, if this ends up seven to two, seven to three, uh, yeah, I think we might end up seeing Florida get to that like minus 175 mark. And then the Rangers kind of get to the plus 150, which is a lot more interesting to me with a home team with a great, great goalie in Igor Shostorkin who showed up in their last game. Um, I, I kind of said, you know, I, you know, I kind of like this team here against Minnesota. I, I might consider it. And they fold and don't get it done. Uh, really disappointing. But he had the 40 saves against Seattle, which was I was alluding to, and the win. So, it, it, again, if he's out, that really hurts it, which is why I don't want to bet it right now because he's played the last two. It's possible that George Jab, who's not been very good, could be in. Sub 900 goalie on the season. I, I just don't love that with how good Florida is and how they basically – are, I mean, they're projecting to be the best Corsi team on the entire slate, the most expected goals on the entire slate. And that's not going to go down after this Columbus game, as I've already alluded to. So if George Jeff's in net, I'm probably out. If Shesterkin's in net, I'm going to consider it. Uh, just because I don't have as much faith in Spencer Knight, who has been a lot better as of late, but started the year so bad that I just, I have concerns about that. So if we get enough juice on the, I guess a 150-ish range and above for the Rangers, uh, I would take that. Um, and then the over under six and a half. Uh, yeah. I mean, Georgiev and, and Knight are in net. I think it's, it's good to go with, but Florida on a back-to-back, I don't love taking back-to-back teams in six and a half. So that's just not one of my favorite things. There should be enough props in this game to get, get you excited about um, the, you know, the Rangers have a pretty good mix of, of players that to consider Kreider has been one of the best players in the league as far as scoring is concerned. I'm not sure if I'm writing that just because of how many goals he scored above expected. Uh, but I do think you could probably find a player prop that is a, a much more intriguing. Now they might return Philip Hedl. We don't know, but he'd be minimum salary. And I think there's at least potential he could be on the Panarin line. So something to consider there. Um, but other than that, I think that you're kind of looking at like I've, I've been just jamming the Fox point, which he's out now, which, which does suck. So maybe look at like a Keandre Miller who filled in quite a bit for um, Fox in his absence. I'm, I'm 99% sure he was on the first power play, but you know what? Wouldn't be very good if I didn't just double check it. I have it up right here. First power play was, oh, it was Truba. That makes a lot of sense. But Truba and Miller were really the main beneficiaries. But yeah, I mean, it could be Truba point. I mean, that might be really really sharp to take that's probably something that i'm definitely going to put in my my uh my list right away he has been a really good coursey guy in general um that could be really sharp i think country miller at 2800 on DraftKings is going to be one of the more preferred plays of the entire night he did score last time out he had seven shots and blocks so that's going to be really juiced as well i think ownership is going to be real high but it's such a huge slate you can get away with it the next game is a true Back-to-back, home at home, Toronto at New Jersey. I could double-check the score, but I believe – actually, I have it up right here. It is 3-1 to one New Jersey. Wow, they took another goal there. So New Jersey playing real well here, uh, struggling Maple Leafs. I ended up not betting this one just because I felt like it was just a little too too much of a stretch for me to want to include Toronto in my in my list with how they've had them as such massive favorites. So looking okay there. Um, but yeah, true back to back. It doesn't give me a lot of, of room to, to be incredibly high on this. It's a six and a half over under, but boy, the goaltending is not great. Um, ah, yeah, this game is more of a stay away for me than anything else. I, I probably just don't get there. Um, depending on what the line ends up though, because right now it's minus 190 Toronto tomorrow. And that feels real good. If they end up losing this one and it comes down even more, 
because like I said, a lot of times I'm seeing these lines coming down based off of one game sample sizes, which is not a really good indicator. I think Toronto is still the much better team here. So I'm really willing to look into this game tomorrow. If Toronto does lose, we get it at like minus 175. That feels like a great jam spot um, for a team kind of coming back after a tough loss. I like that quite a bit. Um, it's impossible to bet Toronto player props right now. They're basically saying like one and a half over unders or uh, minus 200 for you know, like freaking uh, Riley to have a point. And I, I just don't really like the variance and getting points because it's decently random as well. You, you can predict goals to the best of your ability, but it's not a perfect science and defenseman getting assists is, you know, again, you can kind of predict it, but if it's that much of a minus on like the potential out, like upside of that, that I just normally don't do it. Um, I think just taking Toronto here in the minus 175, minus 190 range is pretty sound. Uh, and then it's probably it for me, not touching the over under or the puck line. The next game, Winnipeg on the road at Philadelphia, Philadelphia reeling. Winnipeg is one of those teams that I feel like I just keep liking probably more than I should. And I keep talking myself into them. I just keep coming back and saying, like, I look at the note, like, they're good. It's a good team. They're not getting, like, they're not in the playoffs right now. I'm like, what is going on with this Winnipeg Jets team? <sighs> I mean, I think this is another spot. I'm going to end up jamming them in in DFS and, and probably, you know, being overweight on them. And, and we'll see what happens. Uh, the Lions were Cop, Shifley, Wheeler, Connor, Dubois, Perfetti still. Um, yeah, I'm going to end up doing it. DeBello was back in their mix in practice, not confirmed he's in. He was in a red jersey, meaning that he might not play. Um, yeah, I, I think I'm going to end up on Winnipeg. I'm going to end up on some props for their players because I do really like how concentrated the minutes are for them. That That's the big upside indicator. I'm going to talk about it a lot in the Morning Skate podcast about when I'm stacking teams in DFS, it's to maximize the potential exposure these players have together. And right now that first power play with, you know, Connor, Dubois, Shifley, Schmidt, Wheeler, Schmidt, Connor, Dubois. It, it's so strong. And you get that one, uh, that, that, that other piece in Perfetti. I, I do like it. And I'm probably going to have the three-man Dubois, Connor, and, and and Schmidt just full disclosure. And I think I'm going to try to put point props around it. You know, put a Dubois point prop. I think that's real strong here. Um, the over six is, is good with me. Uh, I think at plus 100, it, it's sound and minus 150 on Winnipeg. I'm fine with it. I think, it, I think it'll probably end up moving a bit more in their favor before puck drop, but I'd rather just probably go player prop here. I think you'll probably get the same kind of, you know, leverage on the uh, Bois point. It's probably gonna be around the 150, 170 mark. So I think that's totally fine. It's even been down to minus 125 at times. So shop that around you'll probably find it. Next we have, Oh, I'm on the wrong site. So I'm going to get the wrong game. Yep. We have Ottawa on a back-to-back against the Islanders. Um, back the Ottawa senators are tied one-to-one right now in the game. I don't know who scored, but I had Stutzel. That was my cover boy. Now I want to check. Let's look live on the show. Shabbat. Tough, tough break. Anyways, though, we have Ottawa who, uh, again, I'll just keep bringing up Stutzel line one power play one. Um, with the Chuck and Ennis, we're kind of doubting Norris returns. So yeah, Ottawa on a back-to-back doesn't make me feel great. But man, plus 225 against the Islanders is, is not, not terrible. Um, the Islanders are not great. I don't think the Islanders are. They're, they're this team that everyone wants to convince you is like still fighting for a playoff spot, and they're just simply not. I mean, hmm, yeah, I, I just I don't love this game in general. It's so hard because the Islanders are really going all out. Barzell played 24 minutes last game as they really should not have lost that game to Minnesota and did. I don't think I'm going to end up getting on Ottawa here. 
I might though. It's gonna. This is gonna be a real toss up for me tomorrow. I think this game is is sets up real nicely for the under though. Um, I'm not buying that this Islanders team is super good. Under six seems like a pretty good bet here. I think that Ottawa slows the pace a good bit without Batherson, without Norris. Yeah, I think this is a good under bet in general. It's probably all I'm going to take here and, and probably just move on. I want to keep this thing going. Next, Vancouver on a back to back. They are, where are they? What are they doing right now? They are, I can't, why is that game not on here? Um, I don't know. They're playing right now against Chicago and it just doesn't show up for some reason. But they'll be on a back to back at Nashville. Um, again, I think this feels like an under bet. I think it's going to end up being five and a half by the time you're listening, but it's six right now. Uh, I, I, I kind of wanted to say, like, I love Nashville in this spot with UC Soros in that, but Vancouver has been good enough to where I just respect them too much to take a minus two Oh five at home against them. Like, it just feels like this just kind of feels like you have a, a Vancouver team with a pretty good heater against a Nashville team who's been in a bit of a slump. And I just don't think that I want to talk myself into this game other than maybe the under, um, just with how much you know, shots Nashville has been giving up to teams, you know, Edmonton at 46 last time out against them. I just, I, I don't have enough faith in this team defensively. And unless if UC Saros plays an immaculate game, you know, they're really struggling to find wins right now. So I think I'm just out on this one in general. I like the under, but I think it's going to be five and a half. We should see Demko Halak is in on Monday. So it should be Demko versus Saros, which is a really good matchup for the goalies just to get it done. Back-to-back Vancouver team. They're just much better defensively under Boudreaux. That that just seems like a good under. Nothing really else that's hopping off the page at me right now. (sighs) Keep going here. Keep trudging along. We have Calgary at Dallas. Dallas has kind of been one of those teams. Again, I just keep betting them. I keep making money and, and I like them. Okay here, but I got to keep in Calgary and making money. These are like two of my favorite bets as of late. Really, really good teams. Uh, like I said, Dallas just murdered Boston six to one. Calgary had the, the one game I bet on them and they lost against St. Louis, but then they were back against Vancouver and they were expected to score almost what three goals. I think yeah, three I expected goals of three and they only got the one in overtime, but they really, really badly outplayed Vancouver who I have been playing a lot better. Um, yeah, this is a this is probably the game of the night as far as like skill is involved. A lot of people I think are going to be in on the under here at five and a half. It just kind of sets up with two defensive teams that control the puck really well, uh, that limit offensive upside. So it's hard for me to want to do anything crazy here. I think this game's going to go really overlooked in DFS. Uh, I, I'm really considering one of these top lines as a potential pivot um, away from some of the other more you know, highly stacked lines that we're about to get to another team next that I think a lot of people are going to have ownership in, but I do like the under. So I think I'm probably just going to not run a ton in this game. If I do anything, I think I'll just have uh, Calgary one stack in the mix in DFS and just kind of fade this game from a betting perspective. I don't know. I love plus money Dallas at home. That feels like a good bet every single time out, but I'm, I'm probably not going to have it. Uh, I don't really want to tout it if I'm not going to have it. So I'll probably look at the point props. I, they could be down a little bit for the top line in Dallas and the top line in Calgary. Look into one that I like enough. If I could get, you know, any of the, the big three for Calgary or really even uh, Rasmus Anderson, who is, you know, kind of not quite getting the points he probably deserves on the season. Top line, top power play, 24 minute, uh, top pair. Um, you know, he's 4,500. He fits in real well with any stack. Only 20 points in 40 games. So you're going to get it a lot lower. You just think a guy getting that many minutes with that much exposure to this really good first line should be getting more points. And I think it, you could get some positive regression and it might be time to bet on that. Uh, the next game, Arizona plus 400 
Colorado minus 500. I, I obviously have to put $1 on Arizona, sadly, but surely. Um, Colorado will not have McKinnon. They're saying he's likely going to be back after the All-Star break. It seemed like they're somewhat optimistic. Bowen Byram could return after the All-Star break as well. Oh, man. Yeah, no, this is really ugly. Um, I think a lot of people are going to find a way, and it, I think for good reason. They're going to talk themselves into playing Colorado 1 because I think there's decent you know there, there's enough value on this slate to get it done now Kadri got priced up to 8300 it looks like they had Dertushkin with Ranton and Atlantis in the last game so Valerie and Dertushkin not first power play but you know still with two really really good players um he is only 4600 and, and you know yeah I think people are going to play it for sure and it's fine you know he had a goal and assist up against Buffalo ah <sighs> that's your savings to make that top line work I'm hemming and hawing because I just, I don't want to play this game. I think Colorado being the chalk is going to be really tilting when they go for five goals, but I'm going to bet on Arizona holding it close enough. Uh, I just move on from this game. I, I'm definitely not betting, you know, a lot of money on either side, like minus 500 on Colorado. Give me a break. Ah, so yeah, uh, moving on from this one, I don't really want to talk on it long. I think the under six and a half is, is fair enough because Arizona just, isn't very good and they scored one goal against Buffalo. So that, that told me all I needed to know. I think with that one goal against Buffalo and one goal against Boston. Yeah. Just, they can't score enough goals. Colorado might not, you know, be able to solve, solve Vizmelka enough. I, I don't know. I'm just going to say the under at plus 100 because that seems like normally taking plus money on under six and a half is probably over the course of history smart. Now we have my beloved Buffalo Sabres on the road, West coast trip. Lucky for all-star Rasmus Dahlin, he could just stay right in Vegas because they're playing in Vegas where the all-star game is going to be. And this is you know my, my last show before the break <sighs> plus three twenty. I'm not betting it. I, you know, I, the thing about the Sabres is they have so many guys out with COVID right now that it, it and now even Middlestead that could be out with an injury. It sounds like it's still kind of up in the air. Not a ton of news. Yeah. Not that interested. I'll probably take a max patch ready goal prop because he hasn't scored since for, turning i believe no he scored on the the first within the first few days after being back but no he hasn't scored since returning there's only been two games what am i saying he hasn't scored in about how many he has scored in a long time so i think this is the spot to maybe get him at the, the best odds you can possibly find you know plus money on him to score against buffalo feels really sharp uh the sabers are a mess right now they have what four goalies that are out you know anderson or Dakarski, not the best I'm just not touching this game with a 10 foot pole than the pouch ready to score. And that's it. And I think I might end up having him in DFS as well. Stephenson was out last game. Let me pull up their lines really quickly. This is something that I didn't have up for some reason. Where are they? They played against, yeah, they played against Tampa and they lost. I remember that. No, they won. They won in the shootout and it was pouch ready, Patrick and stone. And actually Patrick was on the first power play. Well, there's your, your savings. Um, Nolan Patrick is 2,600 power play with Pacioretty and Stone and Theodore. And I guess second line, he only played 24 minutes or oh God, 14 minutes. Um, not the best rate shooter in the world, but I guess you could consider it. Uh, seems okay. As long as Stephenson is out, which I think is pretty, he was in COVID protocol. Yeah, he's, he's definitely going to play. Okay. So I think that covered pretty much everything. I probably went too long. So I'm going to get you out of here. Enjoy the all-star break. Hopefully this was, was good enough. If you came in expecting Cecil, I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> I did my best. Uh, Cecil, if you're listening, feel, feel well soon, man. And enjoy the all-star break. Mm-hmm.